Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The National Basketball Association. The hosts would refer to it as the best league in sports. Bringing you the latest NBA news, updates, and opinions. It's time for Double Tech with Darrell H.B. Young and Christian Weaver. Jordan Bulls so effective driving to the rim. Especially without Robert Williams in there. Tatum, another three. Tatum coming alive. Largest lead of the first half, an 18-point advantage. Rebound off the miss. Quickly ahead, Harford running up the floor. Now throws it back to Tatum. Tatum to Brown. Brown the flush. But important ones. Smart, four to shoot. Peyton right in his face. And he banks it ahead. Marcus Smart from downtown. And Peyton can't believe it. Welcome to Double Tech. I am Darrell H.B. Young. I am Christian Weaver. And we thank you so much for tuning in. Well, you heard it, people. The Boston Celtics have defeated the Golden State Warriors in Game 3, taking a nice 2-1 to one lead. Uh, Christian, a little nervous, man. A little nervous. I think when we left last week, I said 2-1 Warriors. I think I did. Is that what you said? I think I did. Well, I was wrong. I would have went. I'm pretty sure I probably said the same thing. I don't think I said 3-0 Well, Warriors. you predicted in five games. I did. You? So, you could throw that it's out it. the window. It's not happening. But you know well, what? Five games could still happen, but it's not going to be the Warriors. Please don't. I don't want it to happen. But yes, I don't think it will. Celtics win one sixteen to one hundred in a game that felt like Golden State was just playing from behind the whole time. It was just they were um, trying. They're in the up. third quarter. They did their thing like they always do, and they were amazing, like they always are in the third quarter. Yeah, they are. And then fourth quarter, the Celtics pretty much did the same thing they the Warriors did in the third quarter, and it, they pulled away. It's so crazy, man, because I'm watching the games, and as a Lakers fan, as you all already know, You're a Lakers fan? Th- that's what I've said a couple of times. I don't know if anybody really caught that, but yes, I don't really, for the most part, have a dog in the fight, so I want to have a good game. That being said, still kind of cheering for Golden State. Yeah. You know, There's an underlining meaning to that. But as I'm watching the game, I just felt like, Boston was going to win. Yeah. I just never felt like, even when they made that push, I just never felt like Golden State was in command of like taking the lead. Just felt like all the momentum shifted. Because even when they made their run, you know, they scored some points because that's what Golden State does. I just never felt like they were going to win that game. It just felt like Boston was always going to have an answer for them. And between Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, we'll get to them in a little bit. It's just, oh my gosh, right now, Golden State has to find an answer for just Boston as a team because they're just being outplayed in like every aspect of the game. And this kind of what I saw coming into the series is it's a matchup nightmare for them. They don't have the defenders to throw at Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And, you know, they can't hold Al Horford down also at the same time or Robert Williams. It's it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> or Marcus Smart. It, it, and that's but, the thing. Exactly. Like, just all, all across the board, like, Boston, they're stepping up. Like, they really want to win this championship. Everybody, all hands on deck, and these guys are playing. I'm, impre- I'm impressed. They, we knew they were good. That's not. That's beside the point. But everyone was talking about the experience versus the lack mm-hmm. of experience. Right now, it's all about heart, and it just seems like Boston wants it so much more. I wonder if the lack of experience gets to older players like Al Horford. I don't think it would. I don't think so either. You know, he's been in the league a long time. Yeah. It's like you're not going to get shaken by that moment, I wouldn't think. Even Marcus Smart, he's like almost, he's 30 probably. Yeah. So it's like he's not going to get shaken by this, I wouldn't think. The thing about it is you, you talk about, you know, the amount of experience on, you know, just champion or finals experience on Golden State. But then you just look at the roster as a whole. Golden State's pretty young. Like, they are. You, you know, you're, of course, your big three, your core players, obviously, your Draymond's, Clay's, Steph, they're older. But, they're dude. Like, yeah, they're all 32, 33. Yeah, but as as a, like, you think of, like, a your Jordan Poole and whatnot, you got some young guy, Wiggins. Kevon pretty- Looney's, like, the oldest 26-year-old of all time. <laughs> He has the old man game. But you know what? Hey, they need more of that. They really do. They need to play him more. <laughs> dude, they really do. He went, what, three or four this last game. Didn't really, I mean, he had many se- minutes. Yeah, he only had 17 minutes. He had 6.7 rebounds. He did 
He should have been getting Draymond Green minutes. He really should have been. He was doing what Draymond does, except better. Oh, my gosh. And and we're de- we're, we're going to talk about Draymond in length in the next segment because we, we got a lot to discuss about Draymond. But just the, the game as a whole, Celtics, you know, they're up 2-1, taking care of that first game back at Boston. Not a surprise, but at the same time, you know, Golden State kind of needed that one just because, you know. They need one of these, yeah. yeah. So now, now, I mean, obviously, the pressure's on whoever doesn't win game three, obviously, Mm -hmm. because if you're Boston and you lost this game, you have to win going back to Golden State. But now, you have to win as Golden State going back to Golden State. You don't want to go back home down 3-1. It's just, it's not a good look at all. Yeah, but also, for Boston, they could be like, okay, well, we need to win because we don't want to be tied up going back to Golden State, and then they take the advantage of winning at home again. So, it can go either way. Um one thing after last night, man, I just it's so reactionary. Yeah. But but how does the how do the Warriors win this? Like they're they just don't have an answer for the Celtics, it doesn't seem. Dude, you're watching. And Stephen Curry can go off, but he had a good game last night. And still. he didn't play well in the fourth quarter, but still he got him there. Yeah. Um and Clay Thompson had a pretty good game last night. And I think that's the main thing because you can't if you had another game where, you know, Steph and Clay shot terribly and they were just bad and then Boston won you by 16 yeah but you hit the nail on the head they pl- they did what they were supposed to do for the most part you can't you can't expect them to shoot 80% you except know for, for the game. a few guys yeah except for a few guys they did what they were supposed to do oh man <laughs> but yeah i just I- i'm looking at at Steph and i'm looking at Clay and i'm watching them play and they're getting theirs up but for some reason when when Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown start doing what they do, it it seems to hurt a little more. It seems to be it more does. more like not not even saying back breaking, but just like oh, we can't stop them, we can't stop them. With Clay and, and and Steph, you can't stop them either. But it's almost expected for them to do what they're supposed to mm-hmm. do. But Jalen and 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 Jason do though those are hey. Jalen Brown is is stepping up because I know he was one of those. Uh, it, it could go either way. What is he's gonna do? We're expecting Jason Tatum to do this, but dude, Jalen Brown is. I got to tip my hat to him, man. Yeah, he's been balling. Yeah, the first quarter, Jalen Brown's one of the best players in NBA history. Dude. Like, in the first quarter in the second game, he was amazing, and then he wasn't the rest of the game. But <laughs> in the first quarter last night, he had 15 points, I think, Dude. and he was great the rest of the game. Dude. He was like Kawhi Leonard last night. That's he, what he was. He, he was really great. was. That's exactly who he was like. So, I, I don't know, man. You, you, if you're Steve Kerr, obviously you're going to say, hey, we you know, got to step up our defense. You know, shots are going to fall, blah, 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 that. But what do you do? Because everybody's playing well on Boston. Yeah, I think you need to change maybe your rotation up a little bit. Uh, of course, you got to see if Draymond's going to give you something. you got to give him his minutes to start. If he's not, then maybe you should pull him because uh, he's not helping you at the moment. But um, Boy, I would yeah. play Kevon Looney more. He's got 17 minutes. You have to match up with size with Robert Williams and Al Horford on the other side. Uh, I would give Otto Porter Jr. probably more minutes. He had 21 last night, but yeah, I mean, he he probably needs more. Uh, Jordan Poole, he's a guy that's not been great in these finals. He's he went he he had a really good like two minute stretch in that second game where he hit like the buzzer beater and everything. Yeah, but the rest of the game he wasn't any good. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I think we're kind of we, we've expected a lot from him because he was, you know, crowned the third Splash Brother, and he yeah. has not really been and as dependent. That's the part first. of the problem with the Warriors is because you know a lot of a lot of the reasons people picked them is because their offense is so good. Mm-hmm. But their best offensive lineup is you know Steph, Clay, uh, Jordan Poole, Draymond, and Andrew Wiggins. And if you can't play Jordan Poole, he's not doing anything. Draymond's not doing anything then it's not a great lineup. And plus, when you have Jordan Poole in and you have Steph Curry in at the same time, you can't guard anybody. Oh, my god! Because they're going at Steph Curry. Oh, dude, heavy. Like, they're, they're purposefully doing it. And it's it, it's helping them out, too, because they know just from a size standpoint, they got the advantage easy. Like, it's and, – and, and that's another thing with freaking – freaking <laughs> – with uh, Boston Celtics, so many offensive rebounds, dude. Yeah. Like, how, well, like, they got you... so much size on them. If you play a lineup that has Al Horford and Robert Williams in them, then, I mean, they don't have anybody that can match up with them except for Kevon Looney. Dude, 15 offensive rebounds to six against Golden State. That That's going to do it for you right there. Like, that, that's is so big in the sense that – that size of the 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 fast break or the high scoring team, and they're not scoring like you said, and the players that you need in there aren't doing what they need to do. I just 
I don't know what Golden State is going to do. I, I, I want them to win. I do. But just kind of looking at this, I don't know how they can. I want it, them to. But yeah, I don't know how it, they can. It's reactionary, of course. You know, I guess the, the simple answer is Draymond play better, Jordan Poole play better. Yeah. That, I mean, that's the simple answer. That, that is. But, I mean. But you, I don't know if they will. You look at Jason Tatum, who, I mean, he, he shot nine for 23, which isn't great. But he's doing everything else. But he, exactly. Like, he was doing everything else for his team. And it's like, you're not even thinking about it shooting. You're just thinking about as a whole, nine assists, six rebounds. Like, he was he was doing it. He there. looks a little banged up to me. You think so? Yeah. Moving think a little sluggish to you. Hey, well, he's not going to say anything about it. No, he's not. Which I can respect. But I, I think, you know, Jason Tatum, just his type of game anyway, he's never been super fast-paced, explosive, whatnot, but you can still kind of tell that he's not not his usual self. But at the same time, he's doing everything else. It, it may, even if it is affecting his shot some, he's still doing everything else on the court to help his team win. Yeah, I think even if he's not 100%, if the series ended right now, which it doesn't, he'd probably be the MVP. Possibly so. Because he was so good in the, uh, I think it was the first game, even though he couldn't hit a shot. He had like, <laughs> what, 12 assists or something like something that? Something like that. So yeah. he was doing everything there. Robert Williams is the X factor. Oh, my gosh. And I remember it was the third quarter when the Golden State Warriors were making the run, and I was like, why is Robert Williams not in the game? He mm. had like 16 minutes. Which makes When no he sense. got into the third quarter, and I'm like, this guy should be playing a lot more. And then he came in, and of course he was unstoppable, like, they couldn't do anything with him. <laughs> no, they couldn't. He had eight points, ten rebounds, four blocks, three steals, and I would say most of those uh, rebounds and blocks were probably in the fourth quarter. I think so. <laughs> well, like I, I feel like those were some big blocks. He, even the one they tried to say was goaltending, that was not goaltending. It wasn't, that was no. a good block. That was a really good. The block. The one where Steph Curry shot the floater and he got it when it was. Oh, that was kind of at the apex. Yeah, no, that that was a good block. But yeah, man, Williams, he he's. What? He's definitely been a key for Boston. It's just everything they're doing, man. Every player on that squad is stepping up. Like, every player on that team is stepping up and playing for, like, they want to win this championship. I just can't get over it because you watch them play, and it's it's fun to watch them play because, boy, they are good. They're good. It, man. And, and we haven't even mentioned Derek White, who's been really good all series. <laughs> yeah, he has. So, I mean, they have a lot of good players. Grant Williams is another one. He's a— uh, He's like Draymond, except for good. <laughs> you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that, but you're not wrong. When actually. you look at the Golden State Warriors, it's like they really don't have like that fantastic of a team, like deep-wise anyway. I, I do. Like, like you said. They're not deep. It's very reactionary, and but you're right. I mean, of course, they've made it to the finals, so they're a good team, but I'm saying like they don't have like a deep team. Like, they're kind of carried by the top. And, but I feel like, you know, a lot of the season or in the playoffs, it's just, yes, they've been carried by the top, <laughs> but you have other players that have been, you know, stepping up and playing big minutes. And, I mean, Jordan Poole is really bright light shining. This as far as yeah. who needs to be stepping up, but – Everybody on Boston is stepping up while Golden State isn't. Because, I do, I, I swear, you, from top to bottom, Boston is giving you everything. They're giving mm-hmm. you everything. I'm not, disappoint- I'm not disappointed in anybody on their squad. Just looking at it. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> Jordan Poole in this series is averaging 12 points and about three assists a game on 41% and 34%, which on the surface isn't, it's not terrible. Yeah. And, uh, turnovers at three a game I think the problem is that he's not great offensively and he's bad at defense Mm -hmm. so you know he's kind of a negative if he's not going off but um also does it seem like he tries to do too much way too often like he plays like he's trying to impress somebody all the time well like Malika Andrews yeah exactly that's what I'm saying that's what I'm saying (laughs) Like, there's somebody on the first row that he sees, and he's like, hmm, I need to go off tonight. See, it's, and he's just doing stuff he doesn't need to do. I, sometimes it looks that way. I don't want to say it is because it's the NBA final, so maybe he's just trying to, you know, play well for the team. But sometimes it does seem a little unnecessarily flashy when it's not really, you know, helping for the bucket or helping for the team for the most part. But I don't know, man. Jordan Poole, he, he has plenty of time to step it up and kind of prove us wrong. But as it stands, three games in, I am not impressed with I'm the third splash, brother. And they need him. They they he really he helped get them to where they are now. So you can't 
not do what he should have been most improved player. Who won most improved player? Wasn't John Morant? That's right, because we said he shouldn't have, and like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a whole anyway. Yeah, shouldn't be Jordan Poole. Yeah. Uh, Looking at the Warriors roster, I mean, there's really nobody else you can be like, yeah, they need to play that guy. I know. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I guess next up for me would be Jonathan Gaminga. Uh, yeah. But he's a rookie, yeah. and he, you haven't gave him too much playing time up to this point, so there's no telling how he would react. But well, he couldn't, couldn't won't do worse than Draymond. <laughs> he that's can't do much worse. That's what I'm saying. He, he won't do any because Draymond's not even he's not even shutting people down on defense. He's not doing what he's good at. That's what you're supposed <laughs> to be doing. And oh boy, Jalen Brown loves that matchup. Oh yeah, like he's, he's oh my gosh. They've been getting switches onto him so Jalen Brown can score. How I'm crazy! Like, dude, what is, is this? Ja- I, I I guarantee you, Jalen Brown said in practice, "Dude, I'm taking this dude every time. Put Draymond on me. I'm taking him every time. If y'all see him on me, clear out because he is. He's making it a point to force his way in it because he he can't stop him. And dude, at this rate, right now, everything is going in Boston's favor as far as how they want to play. Like it's. It is not looking good for but, Golden State, but man. You know what? After game one, everybody's like, oh, it's not looking good. How, you know, they got blown out. How are, how are the Celtics going to react now? So now that's what, basically what we're doing for the Warriors, and we'll see. But I'm, I'm in the same boat. I don't, I think the Celtics win this. I don't, I, I, I and don't, I said in seven originally, it may be in six. Give me, I need seven now. The fact yeah, that, I do want seven. you know, the fact that Golden State obviously can't win it in five and, Dude, if they if they could turn around now, so they would have to run off what three straight to win it in six. Mm-hmm. I don't really see that happening, but I guess we got to go Golden State in seven. That that's what I'm going with now. I don't want to give up on them yet. For the simple fact is, I don't want Boston to get another championship because then I have to hear it from Pat Bradley like all the time. That's a good point. But it's as you it stands. Hear it from John Neighbors, which nah, don't want to really hear that at all. Not even in the slightest. <laughs> It's like somebody that doesn't care about the sport as much as we do, no. get, taking joy in it. I just don't. I know. It's like, I, don't, I don't like it. I don't, I don't want to say he's only paying attention because his team is in the finals, but. Semi. Yeah. Correct. I love John. We're, we're cool, but it, he's yeah. not He's not an NBA guy. He's not. He's. He's a casual, I would say. Oh, he called him a casual. <laughs> I know you didn't mean it like you said it, but you said it how He's I He's a casual it. fan. I think he would say that himself. He probably would. He probably would. <laughs> All right, well, when we get back, we got to talk about Draymond. We try to stay, you know, away from him a lot in that first segment because we really got, we got a lot to discuss with Draymond. Post-game, he had a lot going on. And just in general, a lot has been around Draymond. And he's not performing well. So it's like a lot of this other noise may need to calm down. Uh, you may need to calm it down and focus on the game. But we'll see. We got Draymond Green. We don't have Draymond Green, but we're talking Draymond Green in the next segment right here on Double Tech. about the 80s or the 90s or whatever you want to call when basketball was so much more physical is some of the guys that be talking weren't the guys that was punching people you know like like they 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 act like you know guys was just walking around the court like i'm hitting i'm hitting this guy in the nose there were a few guys back then that would lay you out that would knock you out that would foul you and get thrown out the game bill lambeer rick mahorn but everybody running around acting like they were that. Y'all were getting bullied. Welcome back to Double Tech. HB, Mr. Weaver. Draymond Green talking about the 80s and 90s, talking about how tough they were. He, he's doing a lot of talking, Christian, but not performing on the court. Yeah, that's the problem. Um, I actually agree with his take. Oh, yeah. Because everybody from that era acts like they were that guy, and they weren't that guy. They weren't. Um, and he, it, the clip is too long. It's two minutes long. Too, too much time. Oh, yeah. We had plenty more we could have played, but you get the gist. That's like, I mean, that's like 5% of our show. But anyway. Um, uh, nice chunk of it. So later he kind of tied it up by like saying, you know, Steph Curry is a shooter. That'd be like me 20 years from now. I'd be like, oh, you had to shoot in my day. It's like, I wasn't a shooter. So 
I mean, that's pretty much the same thing. That's essentially exactly what it is. So if you're comparing, you know, we're we're always going to have this comparison thing. It it does kind of suck, and I kind of get tired of it too. But It's very tiresome. I feel like that's how it's always going to be because right now, what is it, 2022? All right, let's just skip forward 20 years from now. Me and you will be – you'll be – older and i'll so, be much older <laughs> then magic and bird will basically be the the bill russell the the wilt chamberlain how crazy is that? and then um well actually it may be older i mean they may be like the george mikans that's what i'm about to say that's <laughs> now um yeah. and then matt mj will be you know the wilt chamberlain oh my so gosh oh um, that's, <laughs> no my gosh don't say that out loud that, oh my goodness so, what so then uh, wow. we'll be talking about, you know, KD and LeBron oh. and Kobe and oh they'll be Steph Curry and they'll be, you know. Um, that's crazy to even think about it like that. That's insane. I don't they'll be th- the bird and magic pretty much. Oh, I don't I don't like that. I, uh, no. <laughs> Why do we even bring it up? Because it just makes me feel. So oh. I don't know. I hope that I never become an old head and that I don't resent future generations for not playing the way the previous generation See, played. And and that's the thing because I I feel like it's it's so unnecessarily downgrading. You it know is. what I mean? It's you could easily talk about and be proud of your era, but it's always with the with a negative connotation. Yes. It is. It, it, every every single time. So I, it's ahead. like, you know, you could have a great game and then talking heads or whatever would be like yeah, but he's still not he's still not Larry Bird. Yeah. Oh, is it, oh yeah. Yeah, see, we, we wouldn't have let him get there before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's we, like, dude. What would have happened to him? We, we would have punched him in the mouth. He kept uh, going inside. Exactly. Why don't we just give him props? No, every time. Every we don't have time. to compare him every single time. And it's, it's mostly the fault of, you know, Stephen A and First Take and <laughs> all that. Because they're, uh, it's always, you know, people's uh, careers are defined by, you know, did they win a ring? Mm-hmm. How many MVPs did they win? Yeah. Finals MVPs. How many all NBA teams did they win? That's their whole career is just defined by you know their accolades. It's funny that you brought up Stephen A. because uh, JJ Redick was speaking on that exact same thing. Here's what he had to say: The standard that you guys have set, this nostalgic standard that you've set for players in the '80s and '90s, and then comparing us to it all the time, like we are a substandard to that, it gets annoying. And a lot of your arguments, like complaining to the officials, that's the same thing that players did back then. And if you want to watch, no. if you want to watch finals games that are seventy-five to seventy-two, by all means, have your nostalgic era, please. No. Shout out to the goat, JJ Ray. <laughs> so, seventy-five to seventy-two is, of course, a little bit hyperbolic, but but you, you know, know you get yeah, it. yeah like, you get it. Like the Jazz and the Bulls series, like neither team ever scored hundred points. I don't think. Yeah. So that's what he's talking about. Yeah. And it's mostly because the pace was slower and everything. It's not because the defense was that much greater. But hey, that Spurs Detroit series was kind of like that, too. Yeah. Remember that? What year was that? Pace was slow. It was very. Um, Great. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I don't even remember what I was I was on. Uh, we were talking uh, players, eras, and they were how they're always talking down on the current yeah. eras um, or current error. Stephen A. went on to say, like, you've lost this argument because nobody will ever say that MJ and Magic and Larry never complained to the refs. I was like, no, I can walk down the hall right now and there'll be people say that they didn't complain. They just went about their business. It's like, no, stars have always complained. They have. They they have. And it's it's one of those things that you not even say that they choose to forget about. But since it's so it's, obvious now, mm-hmm. like you just see it now, and this is what we see now. So it's like, oh, they didn't do that back. Oh, they, they did. You just didn't pay it as much attention. Or they didn't uh, sell for a call. Or they didn't sell, you know, as bad as like James Harden did, of course. Oh, but, no. But <laughs> they were selling calls. They were. They they really were. I always like to say Vladdy was the the the, the He king. was the originator. He, he was the king of the, of flop. the flop. Yes, because he was. I think about well, Bill and Beer was doing it, too. But. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I say Vladdy perfected it. He did. I feel like he made it a point to. It was so outlandish with how he was as big as he was, too. That's what made it even worse because he was falling like he was a six foot guard. Mm-hmm. It's like Vladdy Divac is huge. But but yeah, man, it's the, the comparisons. It's just it has to stop in a sense that you don't have to bring down the other era. Comparing, I have no problem with comparing, but it's just how you do it, and it's just it's always negative every single time. Oh yeah, 
Which maybe we just shouldn't compare because every time it happens, it ends up being negative. Yeah. Like, we just can't help ourselves. Um, I'm going to defend current era players for the most part and okay. old school guys are going to defend their guys for the most part. I think so. And and and, and I'm I'm in a sweet spot uh, cuz I'm third <clears throat> man I'm about to be 38. I'm right there so I was watching like I grew up watching ball in the 90s. But I don't ever downgrade this league yeah. with that league now. I mean of course that's I love that league. Michael Jordan was that was my guy. Magic I love those guys. But now it's you got to enjoy the game for what it is now it's 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 different these athletes are just insane and the come on man the comparisons just get old sometimes it does and it's not like i hate previous eras or anything it's like you know uh magic and bird are in my top five yeah. kareem's in my top five mj's yeah. in my top five so it's not like i hate the previous eras now there are select players that i think are very overrated john <laughs> you, stockton you, oh dude don't Bob give Cousy. me a start on john stockton will chamberlain We'll get into that at some other time. <laughs> Bill Russell. Oh, hey, see, we know your love fest with Bill Russell, but completely understand but yeah, that. There's, there, I mean, there's a just a lot of players that I think were overrated for that era. But um, I don't hate them for playing in there. Like Bob McAdoo. I like Bob McAdoo. Yeah, but. He was like the originator of the stretch big, even though he only shot like 30% from three. Um, <laughs> uh, but see, Steve, you see. I do you like him. You yeah. gave props where props were due, so that, that's fine. That's fine, but. Yeah, man, it's it, it doesn't have to be the way it is, but I don't know if it will ever change, especially with you think about the analysts that you have who are former players. They're naturally going to do that. I feel like that's what we're moving towards is all the analysts are going to be former players. Mm-hmm. That's what it seems like. Yeah. Like the days of, you know, Stephen A and Christopher Mad Dog Russo. <laughs> You think his play, favorite player is Peyton Pritchard? In Celtics? <laughs> anyway, um, you stupid. But no, uh, I understand what you're saying, though. But I can see the good and the bad in that because you know, you, I think, yeah, you you want that you, somebody who can speak on from experience is always a plus. That's that's always good. But at the same time, as far as vocally expressing it. It may not be the best mm-hmm. just because they experienced it. They may not be able to relay that same information to make it like I love hearing J.J. Reddick talk. Love he's hearing great. him. Yeah. Fantastic. And when he, when he speaks, you kind of listen because, you know, he knows what he's talking about. Ron Holland's also played in the NBA. <laughs> he's <awful>. <laughs> and <laughs> he's the worst. Yeah, analyst. Kendrick, Kendrick, you can't um, Purpose, articulate that. Yes. Uh, booty, booty, bowls, yeah. booty, still my favorite. But. But yeah, so I understand the reasoning for it. It makes sense. But at the same time, everybody shouldn't be up there. Like, I feel like the yeah. screening process should be a little bit stronger to cut back on some of the players that are doing it because everybody isn't J.J. Reddick. Everybody isn't Richard Jefferson. I mean, even like Jalen Rose, to me, is like levels better than he used to be. I used to think he was so oh, bad yeah, at first. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's now, okay now. <laughs> yeah, he's he's, I, he's entertaining to me now, but... But yeah, man, it it's looking like it's it's going that way, and in a handful of years, there there may be very few non athletes actually calling now, stuff. Now I do feel like there needs to be a mix of both because, well, first take covers more than you know the NBA. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, so um, there needs to be people that are watchers, journalists, and stuff like that, and there also needs to be the players. Yeah. I think, but um, guys like Stephen A. have. Uh, Skip Bayless, yeah, have kind of ruined. Uh, you think so? Sports talk in a way. Well, it's they were so influential to where everybody was trying to be. Yes, like, them. like they they really everybody was trying to be like cold pizza, over and, the top uh, takes. Yeah, it was like it it definitely became the thing. Even down to like the angles, like you see these TV shows. Uh-huh. It was like there. It's a carbon copy of what we've seen. Just everything from the shots, the layout, the setup. It's like they're trying to do like this debate show because that's pretty much what it was. It was a debate show about sports. But man, you, you think they ruined it though? You think they just kind of was being flooded with similar back yeah, and forth? Yeah, it's like uh, LeBron versus MJ debate. It's yeah. Just these legacy debates over and over again. It's like, oh, this guy played back like Draymond Green. Mm. It's like, oh, this guy even. This guy sucks now. He's not, he's not good at all. Yeah, yeah, no. You're Has right. he ever been good? Would he would he have been good if he played for a different team beside the Warriors? Blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah, it, so. it it is a lot of that. It it really is. It goes from being the you know just straight up sports show to kind of it does it goes the entertainment route as opposed mm-hmm. to the the relaying of information route. So and I mean we're part of that too, kinda. 
But at the same time, I like to think we relay information. Yeah. Um, <laughs> LeBron James playing uh, pickup basketball in his driveway up next on Undisputed. <laughs> That's hey, Skip Bills. Well, see, oh boy, Skip. No, he's going to Anytime, oh. anytime LeBron James does one thing. Skip Bayless is on it. Dude, he's why why is he so angry? Like at LeBron. Like I don't think he is. I know he's not, but it just what is he gonna do when LeBron wraps it up? He finds somebody else. But who? Who who we need to you know what? We're gonna have to do that. Whenever we, we have to find the next person Skip Bayless hates. Because he's gonna latch on to somebody. Obviously, he's gonna latch on to somebody. I saw last night where Stephen A. Smith said <laughs> the New York Knicks should trade anybody on their team for Russell Westbrook. I was like, that's what Stephen A. said. Yes, he did. I'm like, mm, I don't know about that one, Stephen A. I feel like Stephen A. was just shredding Russell Westbrook. So he's turned over a new leaf. He wants him I on guess. the squad. Hey, what a take! I what a take that is. I don't know about that. But, <laughs> I mean, There's quite a few people I wouldn't trade on the Knicks. Well, hey, speaking <laughs> of, and oh, we'll we'll get to that too because uh, I guess in the next segment when we talk about uh, what we're going to talk about, we can kind of talk about Lakers' new coach and. What he said at the press conference oh, yeah. about Russell Westbrook. Yep, because I thought it was a great take. Do we want to uh, say something about Draymond real quick? Oh, yes. Oh, that yes. Was, that was what the segment was supposed to be about, but then it went off on the other. Come on now. Y'all know how we do. Well, I mean, essentially, all we were really going to do is say he's doing a lot of talking and he's playing terrible. But the big thing that kind of came out this last game is that post-game, didn't he do like a, his podcast after the game? Yeah. Not last night, I don't think. Not I'm not sure night. if he did last night, but he it was did. the game before. Okay. So he's doing a lot of talking in the midst of being in the thick of the NBA Finals. How do you feel about just that in general? Because you know I, you know how I feel about it. So how do you feel about it? And then we'll go from there. <laughs> it kind of sucks because if he was performing, then I wouldn't have as big of a problem about it. But now that he's not, yeah, it looks bad. <laughs> it looks real bad. It looks real bad. And see... I'm with you. I don't think it would be looked at so harshly if he was playing well. But I, I'm kind of, regardless of how well he's playing, I don't want him to be saying anything right now. I would rather all the, you already have to talk to the media after the game. You got your post game that you're obligated to do. That's fine. And, you know, do what you do out, out there. But to go off and say, okay, I have to do my show now and stuff. I don't like that. I, I want him to be LeBron. Go zero dark thirty. I can respect that. Stay off social media for the playoffs. I do. I, I can respect that because I feel like that to me, as a viewer. But see, you, th- you think about the younger generation; they like this hands on at all times. Draymond ain't that much younger than LeBron. But see, but see, that's the thing. That's what I'm talking about. It's like okay, you have Draymond who's doing that very Ja Morantish of yes. him. But this is the finals too, so it's like I feel like. As a player, I wouldn't want to have outside mm-hmm. interaction. I would like to zone in on just the game. Like, that's all I would want to talk about. But it seems as though he he enjoys it. It's it's We, we know he, we know once he retires, he's going to do something media-related. We know oh, yeah. that already. I mean, he's with Turner already. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so they pretty much already got him in there. But He's Charles' replacement. <laughs> hey, how do you feel about that? Charles is obviously more entertaining. Oh, Draymond Green knows more about the league today. Yeah. I, th- I think when you put Draymond in some wacky situations like Chuck, I'm sure it'll be probably funny. But Yeah, it probably will be. Um, Draymond Green in this finals. As many fouls as points, more texts than threes, more turnovers than baskets, more podcasts than blocks. <laughs> oh, dude, that last one is fantastic. That, that's yeah, three podcasts and three, two blocks. That's terrible. Are you serious? He's averaging five, seven, and five on 26% from the field and 0% from three, 50% from... <laughs> Come on, man. Seriously? Yeah. See, 5 7 and 5 isn't that far off from his regular season averages. But like, see, what he averaged like 7 7 7? Something like that. But still, you, we need they need that full 7 7 if he 7. Could, yeah, if he could average, you know, like 10 7 and 7, he'd be doing his job. Oh, dude. And, and see, this is the thing because, you know, everybody always talk about, you know, Draymond, would he be good without these players and whatnot? This, this shows how needed he is on mm-hmm. his team. Because if he wasn't so needed, he could be having one of these terrible games and they would be cruising to a victory. I feel like, which this is a very uh, first take take here, I Give guess. Um, talking about what his legacy would be if he was not on the Warriors. But uh, 
I think he's the ultimate role player and he could fit in on a lot of different teams because he does all the things that you need. He's a great defender. He can pass. He has really good basketball IQ. Um, but I don't know if his legacy would be the same if he was not on the Warriors because he wouldn't have the the uh, rings, so to say. He maybe not wouldn't have the All-Stars because he wouldn't be on a loaded team. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on but that. But he would still be a good player. Exactly. He would be a, a good player. But the, the light has shined on him so much because of him he, being on a championship team. Exactly. A key cog in a championship team, mind you, but at the same time, still, you got some pretty ballerific teammates to kind of shine some light on you. So, yeah, I don't know, Draymond. I want to see him play better. Me, I do too. Me personally, I, I want to see if Golden State goes down, I want to see them going down swinging because at one point in time, nobody even thought they would be back here. So, a lot of play, a lot of people had pretty much said, "Okay, the legacy's done." Let's see, so <laughs> I, I, I would like for the, I, I do. <sighs> Celtics have plenty of time. Now, mind you, they've had, you know, chances to get here and injuries and stuff happen, so they never got a chance to. And it looks like, oh, my gosh, dude. I just, the more I think about it, oh, it's going to be tough for Golden State. It is. It's going to be real tough for Golden State. But, well, even with Golden State and Boston in the NBA Finals, a lot of other teams are making moves or about to start making some moves because, hey, other teams got to get better. Because these teams are looking pretty good and everybody wants to be in the NBA Finals. So we're going to see who's looking at some moves, possible changes going down on some of your favorite teams, Christian. How much you love that uh, Utah Jazz over there. That's, yes. That's your squad right there. <laughs> we'll talk about that right here on Double Tech. Welcome back to Double Tech, HB, Mr. Weaver. Christian, I like to think we um, we know good music on this show. That's what I like yes. to think. I think we do. Um, Billboard 200, greatest hip-hop. Rolling Stone. Oh, what I said, Billboard? Yeah. Yes, thank you. Rolling Stone, top 200 hip-hop albums. Of all time. Of all time. You presented this list to me, and it may have been one of the worst things I've ever heard. Yes, it was... Uh not good. It was released on Tuesday. 200 was Astro World, which I thought should have been higher, especially looking at what's above it. Oh my gosh. There was a Flo Millie album on there. Who is Flo Millie? She's a rapper. From where? I don't know. <laughs> like I've heard I, some of her songs, but it's like Have have I you said you've heard some of them? I don't know if you have. I have. Who is what? She's is, not she's not fantastic. <laughs> um but her album is on the top 200. Hmm? Above, it's like 170 something. Oh my gosh. Uh, Polo G's on there. No disrespect to Polo G. He no, shouldn't be on there. No disrespect. Uh, <laughs> Chance the Rapper has two albums on there. Shouldn't have one. Oh my personally. gosh. But um, Acid Rap's like in the top 50. That's the most ridiculous thing I've um, ever heard in my life. What's some other ones? Uh, Megan Stallion's like 70 something. See. She shouldn't have one. This is the problem. I just We're listening to the names that you're saying and like none of these names should be anywhere near of all time list like ever no like that's insane so so where was uh illmatic possibly one of the greatest hip-hop albums illmatic of all time? was like 22 why and uh cardi b's invasion of privacy was uh 16 <laughs> okay 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 so cardi b's invasion of privacy was is in the top 20 hip-hop album of all time of all time according to rolling stone what a time to be alive christian are you serious that's, come on now. That, that and and I remember you told me uh there was no uh NWA straight out of Compton. It wasn't on there, was it? Was it no, I don't think one? it was. I didn't see it. Okay, that wasn't on there. The games documentary wasn't on there. Nope. Was Get Richard Die Trying on there? Get Richard Die Trying was sixty something, which uh, is too low. Uh, way too low. Way too low. I just I feel so disrespected. I feel like uh, it, it just it's it's ridiculous. Like why? So the top ten was fairly solid. Was it? I think it was. Um, I can't remember the exact one, but Warren Hill was at ten. It's a good album. Yeah, on the uh, it is. It's a great album. Yeah, it's no a great doubt. album. Um, but on the top five hundred albums of all time, regardless of genre list, she's like at seven. So how does this make sense? Yeah, that makes no sense at all. Um, and then my beautiful dark twisted fantasy was five. 
I guess one of the problems, I think Yeezus was like at 60-something. Yeezus shouldn't be on the list. <laughs> that album's so garbage. <laughs> it sucks. It's <laughs> not good at all. College Dropout probably should have been the highest Kanye album. But anyway. Um, Kanye, I think so. I think so, too. Uh, what was the other one that I had? J. Cole only had four steel drives on there. And it was like 130. Oh, my something. gosh. So it's like, mm, maybe the off-season should have been on there. My, uh, my phone is like super slow. I was trying to pull it up. But so <laughs> stuff is still loading. Yeah. World was at 200. And in my opinion, it should be higher. And Rodeo is better than World. So how do you not put Rodeo on there? And then um, another one that I was thinking of, Denzel Curry. If you're going to put new new artist, like force new artists in there, like Flo Millie. Because that's what they did. That's exactly what they did. It's like, they oh, we need, we, knew, we need a new artist in here. So Why don't you put a good one? Like Denzel Curry, who has, you know, Taboo's great. I would say it's top 200 hip-hop album. Yeah. Uh, Imperial's great. I would say it's top 200 hip-hop album. I don't understand this. I just don't understand it. So you got the top 10 here? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at them and... Uh, All right, start at 10. Okay. You got the miseducation at 10. I yes, the miseducation of Lauren Hill is at 10. Number nine, I can get with this, the low end theory by Tribe Called okay, Quest. Yeah. That's, that's, that's all good. Me. Yes. Number eight, Wu Tang Clan, Enter Wu Tang. One of my favorite Should albums of all there. time. Yeah. Yes, so I can get with that. Missy, so addictive. I love Missy. Not top 10. I love her to death. I don't think it should be in the top 10. No. I just. Is it, it the best Missy album? It got Get Your Freak On. That's, okay. You know what I mean? Okay. So it's like Get Your Freak On was one of those songs that was. Everybody knows it. Exactly. Because, yeah. oh, but it, it, uh, yeah. Anyway. It, it still don't think it should be top 10. Number six, Kanye West, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. I'm fine with that. You, you're fine with that? Being Even though a, I think Dropout's better. I think so too, man. I think so too. Now, To Pimple Butterfly, Kendrick Lamar's number five. Good Kid Mad City is better, in my opinion. And I think Good Kid Mad City was like low. It was. I can't, I can't, my, my phone doesn't work fast enough for me so, to find that just yet. <laughs> but so. I'm fine with that being top 10. Okay. Uh, number four, Public Enemy, It Takes a Nation of okay. Millions to Hold Us Back. I can get with that. See, okay, the, the the Public Enemy being number four, I'm all good with, but that makes me even more upset that Straight Outta Compton isn't up here. Especially since it's better. You know, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you you talking about, you know, some of the biggest names ever in hip-hop, Straight Outta Compton, like, come on now. Number three, The Blueprint. Black album's better. I think so too. Blueprint does have Renegade. Blueprint's got some good songs. It's on got there. some great songs. It's got Heart. Does it have Heart of the City on there? Yeah, it does. No, you're right. Yep. It does have some good songs on there. No, oh, but I just uh, I don't know. Number okay, number two, Stank Only by Outkast. I don't know if it's top ten. <sighs> okay, that that has. I'm looking at the singles, you know, from said album and just thinking like the 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 national impact that they had just as one of those. You say a little line off of it, kind of like it's freak on mm -hmm. and everybody kind of picks up. It has Miss Jackson. So okay. we know that it has so fresh, so clean. I feel like this is the casual list then. I think so, too, because these are the, like if, if we go in hardcore hip hop, don't get it twisted. Outcast legends. And oh, they got great. some hey, they got some hits and they are legends. But. These some of these we're songs. going off solely like Billboard top two hundred. Yeah, how high was their listings and stuff like that? That being said, number one is not the Chronic by Dr. Dre. It is not the Chronic all, was forty, I think. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. It's not All Eyes on, on Me by Tupac. It is a uh, Notorious B.I.G. Ready to Die, and I know, I know, Notorious B.I.G. I was a Pac fan myself personally, so I feel just from a personal standpoint, it should have been either the chronic or all eyes on me. That's just me. I agree with your statement. Cause like those to me, yeah. Ra 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 Die has, you know, juicy. That's all good. And it's, <laughs> I, Hey, but, but we're, if we're talking like just that mainstream, you know, everybody what was knows hypnotized on? that was on uh life after death. Okay. Yeah. Um, 2001 was higher than the chronic, by the way. I, I don't get it, man. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. It's a bad list. It's just a really bad list. It, that's it makes, all there is to it. It makes no sense at all, but I'm sorry. That's there's our... way more questionable things than what I've I've said, but there's it's a bad list. Yeah. My, look, my phone just crashed and said, all oh, snap. Like, this is awful. It did. It just literally crashed right then, so that pretty much says it all. I'm, we're, we're done with the music talk for now. NBA, that's what we're supposed to be talking about. All right, Christian, uh, you hit me with some stuff, and you said it was going to go down before it actually went down, before it was like officially announced. 
But you said after that Phoenix series that uh, DeAndre Ayton, some stuff may happen with him. And then not too long after that, DeAndre Ayton, what's the word on him? So he's a restricted free agent this offseason. And word on the street is he has likely played his last game in the Suns jersey. Wow. Man. So that either means that um, they're not going to match a contract or they'll sign a trade, which most likely they'll sign a trade. Yeah. Um, he's going to demand a huge contract. And the Suns, you know, Cam Johnson's going to be restricted next year. Devin Booker's on a max. Mikel Bridges is on a $90 million deal. And then there's CP3, who's got $30 million a year oh the next two years. So, uh, yeah, they have some decisions to make. Yeah. He, if, if you're Phoenix, do you pay him? Ooh. <laughs> he averaged like 16 and 10 this year. Yeah. Um, I think he could. Think so? I think you should, probably. I think, but it depends what you can get in a signing trade. But yeah. notoriously, you're not going to get as much in a signing trade. Yeah, probably because it's like you're kind of losing a minute. Like you don't want to sign him back, mm-hmm. so it's like we're just going to give you that. We're going to give you this. Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, this says, according to Bet Online, the Detroit Pistons are the favorite to sign Aiton if he leaves. So in a really? signing trade, they would probably bring back Jeremy Grant. Probably. I think they that's Jeremy Grant and maybe uh, like a future pick or something. I think the Jeremy Grant pickup's pretty nice. Yeah, but think it's an even even trade, or would you rather I have think Aiden? the Pistons win that trade? Yeah, probably so. I think, um, yeah, because with DeAndre Ayton, you, you think about what he does bring to Phoenix to get them back to where they want to be, which I don't know if that's going to happen yeah. ever again for Phoenix. DeAndre Ayton is a key piece. It's just in the finals, not finals, but in the playoffs, he just. I think the thing is, if you have Chris Paul on your team, you can put JaVale McGee, McGee in the starting lineup or Bismack Biombo, and they can do 80% of what DeAndre Ayton does pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah. But CP3 is 37 years old. Oof. And the monsters have took his power. <laughs> so I know, right? I <laughs> forgot about that. Like I, I hope when the season starts up, he's healthy and he looks good. But what if he comes back next? He's season? like averaging eight points, Dude. And four assists. He's yeah. just done. I hope that's not the case. But if it Can't does be. happen, couldn't if, have happened overnight. Well, I guess we'll find out. But next um, <laughs> yeah, uh, DeAndre Ayton will probably be playing somewhere else next year. I could see that maybe the Hornets being interested in them. Oh, that'd be nice. I think they got two first round picks. Maybe they send. Uh, I don't know if Phoenix wants the first-round picks or they want something for now, but Miles Bridges is also a restricted free agent, so I think you can do a double signing trade, but in that case, you can't include anybody else in the deal. So it would be Miles Bridges for uh, DeAndre Hayden straight up. Oh, And Miles Bridges is on that lean. (laughs) Well, we've seen the video, so but but hey, we're we're not talking about the extracurriculars. As far as Um, on the court, what do you think he could bring? You think he would fill that gap? He's going to get overpaid. Oh, dude, without question. And I like Miles Bridges. But, I really like Miles Bridges. But he's going to make more than he should. Yeah, probably so. But that happens for a lot of people. It um, does. It really does. But it's it's that sweet spot to where some of those guys just get so paid. I think Miles Bridges is going to make like $27 million a year. Oh, my gosh. Dude, $27 Somebody's going to give him $27 million a year. He, he, no. I don't think he's that kind of player, personally. 17 And he's good. $17. i would give him 20 17 him 17. Then the cap keeps going up. 17 5. 17 like 20 points a game. 18 5. <laughs> so, anyway, he's going to get overpaid. Yeah, and uh, in my personal view, I'd rather overpay DeAndre Ayton than Miles Bridges. I, but exactly, you never know. Exactly. And see, I would too, man. If, if I'm the Thunder, you can have Derek Favors, <laughs> you can have Lou Dort, you can have the 12th overall pick. Give us DeAndre Ayton. You're giving up Lou Dort. Yep. You're giving up Dort. I'd give up Dort. Dude. And I like, I love Dort. That's what I'm saying. You love Lou Dort. But to get DeAndre Ayton, you need a center. Dude. We draft Chad Holmgren. We got DeAndre Ayton at center. Oh. It's pretty nasty. Playing team next year, maybe. That's pretty nasty. I I like that. Hey, well, see, you're playing team. That means you'll be going back and forth with the Utah Jazz. Yes, the Utah Jazz. (laughs) Um, Newly constructed, maybe, next year. We'll see. What do you think? Yeah, Quinn Snyder has stepped down. Donovan Mitchell apparently is uh, not sold on the future of the franchise, but also they're not accepting calls on Donovan Mitchell, which, yeah, if he asks out, you pretty much have to trade him. You do. But um, 
it could be a very different team that we're looking at next year, depending on who they bring in. It's just there's no point in running it back. We've said it over and over again. Go Bear, maybe gone. Think so. Yeah, I, I would think one of Donovan Mitchell and them is gone, and I would rather have Donovan Mitchell. I would too. Um, even though he didn't play that good in the playoffs. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the, the Utah Jazz—they've—they've. They've, they're 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 in that spot to where they got to do something because they're just going to have the same results. They do not good but, enough to beat this team, but not bad enough to be that low. The problem is, you trade Rudy Gobert, you're probably not going to get what you know. You can ask for a lot though. You're not going to get something that puts you over the top for trading Rudy Gobert because Rudy Gobert is a good player, and you're going to trade him for somebody else that you know is a good player. Yeah, but he's on like a forty million dollar contract, so boy, probably not going to get. As good as what you want. What I've heard is the Bulls really want him. Really? And any deal that Rudy Gobert uh-huh. goes into the Bulls, Nikola Vucevic would have to be included. Nikola Vucevic was trash this past year. Yeah, he so, was pretty bad. He he was definitely pretty bad. But you I know. don't know if that's really helping the Jazz. I would want, I would trade Rudy for picks, mm-hmm. and then I'd probably turn around and trade Donovan Mitchell for picks. <laughs> hitting, hitting the reset button. Hit the reset button. But you can't. You're no, done. You can't. You're done. You can't do that yet, can you? I think you can. Think so? How old is Donovan Mitchell? He's like 25, 6. Hey, man. He, hey, he finds his place. He's, Donovan Mitchell, I think he wants to be in a better situation. Yeah, he don't want to be with the jazz. I don't think he, he does don't. either. So, but I don't know. And 25, 26 is relatively young, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like in the NBA today, it's like, you got to win now. Well, everybody wants to win now. No, so. Nobody really wants to rebuild. Nobody wants to be on a team. That's rebuilding if you're a superstar. Like, if you're a star, you don't want to be on that team that's working to get better. You want to be on a team that's mm-hmm. good now so we can compete right now. So, yeah, I Donovan Mitchell staying there with a rebuilding team, I don't see that happening. And if you trade Rudy Gobert for Nikola Vucevic, you're not better than you were last year. Not at probably all. probably worse. Yeah, I think you are. And we take many shots and at Rudy Gobert. that's but. the case, then if I'm Donovan Mitchell, I'd be like, yeah. Time to roll. Yeah, send me, send me somewhere. Hey, imagine this, if you will. The Jazz get rid of Rudy Gobert, and then, you know, everybody outside on the perimeter has to play better defense, and they're just oh, getting, be hey, oh my gosh. They would Nikola allow, Vucevic is not good at Dude, they would allow so many points. That'd be one of the worst defense. Players. I think so, too, because they're all, like, hardwired. They don't know how to play defense in Utah. Like, that That would be interesting to see, like, them having to turn over a new leave now. They're going to have to get a new coach, so there's that. But they would really have to become a completely different team if they got rid of Rudy Gobert because they couldn't funnel people to him anymore. That would be interesting to see. It would be. <laughs> that would be really interesting to see. I just want to see him tear it down. <laughs> Dude said put a match to it. Yeah. I just want to see him go. Hey, well, you know what? If they're that bad, you know, once they make all these moves, we won't hate on them as much. No, I won't. It won't I won't care. I'm saying wouldn't really have to discuss Utah at length because now they're always, you know, right there. Oh, they're so good. And then they stink in the playoffs and happens the same way every single time. But yep, get rid of Rudy Gobert. Get rid of Donovan Mitchell. Go ahead. Start from scratch. Just go ahead. Like you said, I'm with you, Christian. Just hit the reset button. I think that works. There's only so many times that you can just flame out in the playoffs over and over again before it's like, okay, we got to do something different. Yep, it's time. It's time. Let's wrap it up. Well, we got a whole nother segment before we wrap it up, and I got a good one for you today, Christian. I think, I think I've done, I think I've used one of these guys before. I hmm. think, but we'll Is find out. Is this a out. classic? Who's this athlete associated with? It's kind of classic, but we got a little twist to it kind of what we spoke on earlier in the show but i'm going to kind of use that topic and run with it you know how i do we'll be right back on double tech taking my baby to school then i pray for because you they never been cool, writing testament. Painting pictures, put me in the Louvre, that's a definite. Universal shift, I'm in the groove. A celebrity do not mean integrity, you fool. I'm a good man, shake your hand. Firm grip, rule, 72 wins, lost 10. Balling with the flu, more than two M's. For sure, but add another two. Mm-hmm. Little man, man, the big man, the GT down flipping the kickstand. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to Double Tech, Mr. Weaver. Stop playing with HB, Kendrick Lamar. 
doing what he does. Yes. Is, is that a song or that song, that album? How, how, how have we, is, now that it's all said and done, how do we feel about that album? It's great. I just don't need to listen to it. Mm. A lot, you know? Mm, unfortunately, I think you are correct. As good as it is, the heavy rotation, it is not in. No. Like, and that's... It's tough to say because it's an amazing piece of work. But yeah, I don't see myself having it on repeat. Nope. Not like that. I'm going to go back eventually and just listen to it. And be like, okay. Maybe. But it's not going to be. I'm not going to like sit around and listen to it. So you mean to tell me you don't have uh We Cry Together on like a constant no. loop? No. <laughs> That's not like your family song right there. You just cruise with the whole family and have it just playing. Pretty rough. Pretty rough. All right, Christian, you know what time it is, don't you? Mm-hmm. Are you sure, sure you know what time it is? Are you positive you know what time it is? I'm positive. It's time for what organization is this athlete associated with? Okay, we were just talking about NBA analysts being former NBA players. You know where I'm going with this one, Christian. Get my pen out. I have three current NBA analysts on ESPN who have played in the NBA. Oh, yes. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough one. Kendrick Perkins which I'm pretty sure we've done before. I'm not going to tell you the other two yet, but the first one, Kendrick Perkins, I just want you to tell me the four teams that he played for in his career. No order. Not going to do you like that. But Kendrick Perkins was in the league from 03 to 2018. All right. He played with the, uh, I believe it's the Canton Charge of the G League. I had four and a half teams, <laughs> and that was the half. You get bonus points for that, right. my friend. Um, <laughs> He played for the Celtics, the Thunder. Yep. The Pelicans mm-hmm. and the Cavs. Yes, he did. Played for the Cavs in 2015 and 2018. That was the easy one, my friend. Now, we get to the meat and potatoes. Jalen Rose. Oh, oh yes. He's played for a few. He's played for six teams. Came into the league in 1994. Okay. Man. Uh, Pacers, Raptors. He played for the Pistons at some point? Uh, He did not. No, he did not. I think everybody wanted him to, but he did not. Yeah. I'm drawing a blank on Jalen Rose. (laughs) I only remember him really with the Pacers and the Raptors. Mm -hmm. And only the Raptors because he got 81 dropping. You bet he did. Well, let me see. All right. Well, I'll give you you his first team because that was back in 94. And I was in the fourth grade, so that's tough for anybody. Played for the Denver Nuggets, 94 to 96. I do not remember that. I oh. have no idea. Like, I had to double check just to make sure. I'm sure we could find him somewhere in the jersey. But, yes, played for the Denver Nuggets, 94-96. Two, three teams left. Two Eastern teams. One Western team. Wizards. No uh, Wizards. Magic. Uh, <laughs> I'm just naming off teams I really don't know. In 0204, he, no, he played for the Chicago Bulls. Okay. 2006, New York Knicks, and his last stop in his Clippers. NBA career. Lakers. Suns. Suns. Yep. 06, 06. I told you that was going to be a tough one. Now, I this don't know one, that one. This one is about in the middle. Kendrick Perkins was super easy. Jalen Rose was very tough because it went back to the 90s. Eight teams for Richard Jefferson. All right. Richard Jefferson. Came in league in uh, 01. New Jersey Nets. He was drafted by them, right? Yes, sir. 01 to 08. Um, he hopped around. Yes, he did. He's played for the Warriors. Yes, he's played for the Spurs. Yes, he's played for the Cavs. You bet he did. So we are at four now. Yep, we got four teams left. Oh my gosh! Yes. Oh yes, he played for this former NBA championship team in 08, 2009. He didn't play on the championship team, but they are. Recently, NBA champions. Play for the Raptors. Mm-mm. And 08 for the Bucks. He played for the Bucks. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. From 08 to 09, the gap between the Nets and the Spurs. He played for the uh, played for the Bucks for one season. Okay. Yes, sir. So after the Spurs, did, I you, don't you have already, that. You already picked the Warriors. You have that one because okay. he went to the Warriors. But yes, we need the team. This this when he did a little hopping. You already said Cavs. You got that one done because, I mean, we won LeBron in 2016. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got a team in 2013, 2014. Then he switched teams for the 14-15 season. Then he switched, went to the Cavs. And then another team for the 17-18 season. When <sighs> you, I tell you these teams. Utah. Yeah, 
Utah Jazz, 2013-2014. I do not have a visual of I kind of remember Utah. I do not. I can't see it. So two other teams, both Western Conference. Nuggets. Nuggets was his final stop of his NBA career. One NBA team left with a very outspoken owner. The Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks in 2014-2015. I told you that one was going to be a little tough, man. Had to get yeah, you it t- is tough. Hey, had to get you a tough one. The thing about it, man, the NBA analysts, it's it's about to get to a point, though, where all the players who are analysts played in, like, the 2010s. <laughs> yeah. So it's going that Right now, we can still go back to, I mean, it, it's crazy. I think we've it. done J.J. Reddick before. I, I, I think I did. Because I looked at him, too. I, I did. I looked at him. I'm like, mm, pretty sure I did J.J. Reddick last time. We were hype on him for something. And I used them. So, but yeah, hey, pretty good. Jalen Rosen was tough. Kendrick was way too easy. That yeah. Been, Ken, Kendrick Big Perk. I know. That's that's your boy. That's your boy. All right, here we go. Alley oops and flagrant fouls. All right, you want me to go or you going to go? I got it. Right. Uh, I'm going to give an alley oop to CJ McCollum, who's been on first take this week and has been part of the NBA Finals coverage. Um, he's also ganged up on Stephen A with JJ Reddick, which is pretty funny. That <laughs> is talking about funny. Russell Westbrook. But, um, he had, he said that there's a misconception about players sitting out games, and it's like often it's just the team tells you to sit out, and so you and don't hear like, about and you that. You don't, you don't have as much choice in it. Yeah, well, that's a good perspective to have. And I've always thought that that was the case. It's not like oh, not playing tonight. I'm just not playing tonight. I don't yeah. want to play tonight. I think it's more that the team's like, no, you don't need to play tonight. Yeah, and now to, to actually hear it from a player because you 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 never really hear it from the player anything about the situation. You just know they're sitting out because of toe pain or something like that yeah. random but to hear it from an actual NBA player who's still currently playing it's pretty big it's pretty big uh, flagrant foul I was gonna give it to oh, I didn't write it down <laughs> who was I gonna give my flagrant <laughs> foul to can't remember yeah you give it to you give yours and then I'll remember okay that's cool alright I will go ahead and give my flagrant to Draymond Green hey it's all love I like Draymond I want him to play a lot better I want him to stop talking and I want him to play better because, you know, Draymond has the the hardware to back up some of his trash talk. But as it stands right now, he's the guy that's not performing but having a lot to say. So we got to pull back on that, Draymond. I want to see you play much better. And my alley-oop goes to Cedric Maxwell. His response <laughs> to Draymond Green talking a lot of stuff that Draymond's talk. All Cedric Maxwell said was, ask your daddy who I was. That's all he said. That's all he had to say. And I think that... um. Pretty much calms down yeah. everything. So Cedric Maxwell was an NBA Finals MVP, but I also feel like he did not live up to the hype that he had. He had decent numbers. I he was looking did. at his stats. You know, he was a 15, 16, But once he won that guy. NBA Finals MVP, it was like, what, his first or second? It was like his second year. It's pretty early. It's like everybody, you know, kind of figured he would be great, and then he was he was fine. Hey, well, he was still a key cog on yeah. those Celtics um, My flagrant foul was going to be to the Warriors. Ah, that's right. And it was Steve Kerr and Clay Thompson mostly because they were talking about how quote unquote classy the Boston Celtics were. <laughs> and it was like Clay Thompson was saying, he was like, you know, you cussing me out with a kid right beside you. And I was like, ah, boo hoo. <laughs> Cry about it. It's like the nine year old's probably cussing you out, to be honest. Yeah, I have a feeling a nine year old probably had a middle finger up. Strong possibility. Probably. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's like we're in the NBA finals. Okay, as long as they don't say something racial, it's exactly it's fine. Like, if he because he said something about them dropping f bombs, I'm like, hey, they didn't drop any n bombs. Yeah, as long like, as it's not an n bomb, you'll be okay. I was waiting for him to say that. I'm like, if that's the case, we got a problem. But come on, like, fans are gonna talk crazy, that that's what they do. But you can't use that as any kind of I, I don't know if they're trying to use it as motivation or to just say, oh, these guys are class because they did say classy, classy, very classy. Like, I was like, yeah, it's like, we'll be all right. Come on now, you'll, you'll be fine. You got another game tomorrow there, so we'll hey. see how classy they are. All right, so Celtics lead 2-1. Game Friday and game Sunday? Or is it Monday? I think it's Monday. I think it may be Monday. So, potentially, series the series could, could be over. It could be over before I uh, next show. Yeah, it is Monday, and then the game six would be on Thursday, Ooh. in which case... We would be talking about game six next episode. Mm, We'd be the pregame to game six. Come on, Golden State. I want to be the pregame. Give me, give me that. I don't want to talk about the end of the NBA Finals on our next show. That's no, it's too early. It's not even, it's not even officially six. Yes, it's not even officially summer yet. Is it when the summer like officially started? It was June 21st, something like that. 
I don't even know. It was pretty warm. Yeah. Oh, it's hot out there. It feels like summer, but what's what's the actual date? Like June twentieth, twenty first, something like that. But no, I don't want to be talking about oh, the NBA finals are over. No, not yet. G- give me one. Give me one more week of NBA finals. Boston, Golden State. Can you do that for me, please? So, give me at least Thursday. I need at least Thursday. I mean, I want seven of them things. I want Friday or I want uh, Sunday. I mean, because yeah. that is. Uh, that is Father's Day, and that would be just be nice. It would just be nice to have the NBA Finals on Father's Day. That's what I want for Father's Day, a Game 7. Tell your wife she needs to make it happen then. Hey, if she can make that happen, hey, I'll marry her again. I promise I will. She can make a Game 7. Hey, hey, don't toy with me. It, it may go down if they make it a Game 7. Let me let me shut up because if she hears that, then, then I ain't got no money for Well, thank y'all so much for tuning in to Double Tech. However you listen on Buzz 2, on Spotify, on all the different ways you get your podcast, we thank you. Join us next week on Double Tech. How can we grow any closer? How can we grow any closer?